Bobby, did you know that it's Live Nation's concert week? And from now through May 14th, you can get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows? I did know because Live Nation sent us a list of all of the concerts. And I'm obsessed because I'm definitely going to see some of these people. Well, you can get up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, including Alanis Morissette, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson. Who else am I seeing? Lainey Wilson. Peso Pluma and Sarah McLaughlin, like back to back. That's fun. Megan Trainer, then Peso Pluma, then Sarah McLaughlin, and have us the summer of my life. So grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash concertweek to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash concertweek to buy now. This is a headgum podcast. You will say that. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And this is Teresa Giudice singing One Kiss by Dula Peep. never gets old no it's it literally never gets old possibilities it's just so good because if you saw the original like people have remixed it into different places now but the original was teresa judice i love that we pronounce her name wrong it's not we looked it up up. she she has changed her pronunciation over the course of this show i feel like my interpretation of her of her last name pronunciation is that she always called herself teresa judice then she got famous and was like oh i need to sound more italian we're teresa judice and then she was like wait i can't keep up i'm gonna go back to judice (laughs) because that's my identity so Teresa from the housewives of new jersey the the best part about this clip of her singing adula peeps one kiss is that she's literally uh video instagramming it storying it from the back seat of a car like she's being driven and she's like zooming in to like the The center console like to show the song but there's like maybe four or five stories in a row and each oh it's like eight it's like eight well, it just like skips to different parts in the song and she only knows one part of the song, which is the chorus. And she only barely knows that part of the song. So she's like, every time the chorus is there, she's like, one can't, like she, she chimes in. But Fall otherwise, in love with me. <laughs> Fall in love with me. Possibilities. Possibilities. It's really beautiful. You know, she's out of jail. She's doing bodybuilding. She's singing Dula Peep. She's very happy right now. But did you hear that they're trying to deport oh, her Joe. husband? They're, they're trying to deport Joe. Do you see Joe? Joe? They're trying to deport Joe, and if they deport Joe, she wants to go with him, which is true love. Well, she's like, I will go to Italy. Sounds nice. Love Italy. Yeah. Um, cool. Italy. But I, they spoke, Italy. they spoke against this. Like, I guess this was like a radar. ICE has lodged a detainer, and he is in removal proceedings. The spokesperson clarified that he is in deportation proceedings while he's in custody. That's a nightmare. Yeah, but I feel like that's not... It's weird. And then Radar, of course, pointed out that Teresa said on last year's reunion that she, quote, wouldn't mind living in Italy if Joe was deported. But this was so, but okay. but that, when, Teresa, stop. when was that even maybe, whatever. But now. Teresa, just say abolish ICE and move on. Right. And now abolish her ICE. lawyers 
are saying that no decision has been made. If there's anyone I trust less than Teresa Giudice, it's Teresa Giudice's lawyers, okay? <laughs> Talk true. about the most untrustworthy people in the, on the planet. Think about the restaurant they would open. Think about the restaurant they could open in Italy. It'd be good. <laughs> what if they opened like their it would get shut. <laughs> they would be, they're like the Guy Fieri. They'd be like the Guy Fieri's of Italy. They go there and they'd be run out of town. They'd be so disrespectful. Um, okay, moving she on. She just wants to listen to Dula Peep. This is not a Westworld podcast oh, no. is back. This is the last episode of the season. I hate this season show. Season one of This is not a Westworld podcast, which covered season two of Westworld, which covered only <laughs> half of season two of Westworld. Um, this, is the, this is the worst thing we've like ever And before done. you get like, oh, I better skip this because it's going to be filled with spoilers. No, it's not going to be because how can I spoil something? I have no comprehension so of. bobby watched it literally five minutes ago he skipped through it like he barely <laughs> I just watched finished. it i did a little skip i read three recaps um, <laughs> three recaps and skipped. i read no i read the new york times i read the three i read the new york times recap i read the uh io9 recap which was truly the best one because the io9 recap sort of mixes I, this doesn't make any sense with, with i love this which is like kind of a fun passionate tone um but it's also it explains everything. Could you or say that you spent more time reading the recaps than you did actually trying to watch the show at this point? Yeah, oh, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And I read Sonia Soraya's uh, recap on Vanity Fair, which is also good. I watched it last night, and according to the recaps that I've read so far, I fell asleep during maybe sixty-five percent of it because I don't remember all the things that I'm reading happening. I was texting Lindsay as I was watching this absurd stuff happening, and she said, "What? <laughs> <laughs> I guess I fell asleep." Like. Truly significant plot points. I think I fell asleep like 20 minutes in, then woke up with like 20 minutes to go. <laughs> you know? Okay. And then there's post credits. Well, I saw those because I woke up to see the end and I was like, wow, this episode made no sense. But now I'm thinking, it's like, did I even watch the episode? How can we discuss this without spoilers? So Impossible. I feel like it's possible. Okay. Because all that really happens. So I think what's what is interesting about the show is that now one of the hooier actors on the show has been sort of bumped up to a them on the show, um, like a supporting two role to a lead role. Two hooey characters, I think, Two are hooey bumped. ones are now, have, have, have gone from supporting, like very supporting, to very like lead. Like barely but in, in the, the most sh- West- one of them is like barely in the show. Right, but in the most like Westworldian way possible. So it's just like, I guess, <laughs> I Right. It's, it, this show, because it now has the ability, this is not a spoiler, now that this show has the ability to say whether people are real or not real, and have people like change places, you know? <laughs> like put brains in other brains and bodies in other bodies and like say, oh, now like X is Y and like Y is Z. Now they've opened this like ability to just do whatever they want, which is not really mm-hmm. fun because I don't trust the show because they have no more rules. I think that's that's my underlying problem with the show, maybe. At, in this particular minute of this particular day, my biggest problem with Westworld is that if you can do anything, I've lost interest, you know? Like, I feel like there are no rules anymore. Things. Right, and the whole show just rests on the, like, laurels of how it looks, which is still very beautiful. Which is beautiful. It's beautiful. But oh, it's beautiful. they can just do whatever they want. It, yeah, it's like you're just they're playing with Legos, and it's... Uh, Right, it's like you're playing with your niece and she's like, okay, here's the story. Like this princess is now the, the, the you know, a dinosaur. And you're like, whoa, like this narrative yeah. just is unreliable. And, like, and she's and like, Donald Trump, And now Donald Trump's in the princess castle. And you're like, what? 
That's a that's the best I think description of right? Roswell that I've heard. And it's like playing with a child who doesn't understand like narrative yet, right. and it's just like, oh yeah, we can just do all these things. Yeah, it's like what what's stopping me this from like this mermaid flying? Like I didn't like I'm making the rules. Like this is my game, and you're like, all right, I guess you're, like, you're four. Westworld. Westworld, that doesn't make sense. And Westworld's like, what do you mean? Did you know <laughs> like, also this episode was written by the person who wrote the Leftovers, the Amy Brenneman episode from Leftovers, like that really iconic <gasps> Amy episode? I know. Oh. I know. I love that episode. I know. So we're. All, I'm also kind of like, what? Did this person come in and just go, I guess I'm going to try and follow all your rules and then create like emotion within it. Meanwhile, it's like That's this nice. person's plucking this brain out of this head and taking it with them. This brain is going in this purse, this brain, whatever. <laughs> this purse. Um, but yeah, I think we're done talking about Westworld because we're getting on the verge of spoilers. Let's talk about another podcast, a real one, not a bullshit What a podcast. triumphant ending to our bad segment. Yeah. So what is the Scott Eastwood podcast? Oh, Live Life Better. Live Life Better is a new podcast by none other than Scott Eastwood. Yes, that's right. Clint Eastwood's uh, son. Scott. Its description is Live Life Better is a conversational podcast from actor Scott Eastwood with industry-leading guests including health-slash-fitness-slash-mind-slash-body-slash-spirit professionals, entertainers, researchers, scientists, reporters, adventurers, explorers, and others. Hey everyone, welcome to Live Life Better. I am Scott Eastwood and this is my podcast. That's right. What? I gotta say though, I was not expecting Scott Eastwood to launch a podcast. I'm delighted. Um, I am impressed he figured it out. I don't know who's helping him. I don't know who's editing it. But this really came out of nowhere for me. I don't know how you felt, but I was not expecting this. Yeah, he really. It really came. It was like a. It was a Westworld twist. It, it was, was a post-credit tr- sequence <laughs> twist. Scott Eastwood really? had his podcast. So if well, you were, it's sort of. Yeah, it's sort of how we. You know, how we sort of made the podcast. and We got a little sick and tired of the newsletter. Yes. Um, we were like, maybe the newsletter isn't isn't the thing we'll have to do the podcast. What, what did he get sick of? I think maybe Scott Scott Eastwood realized that, you know, acting might not be his thing. Oh, God. I could have told him that. Because <laughs> he keeps he keeps trying for these leading man roles and they didn't quite work out. So now he's like, well, gotta guess I got to start a podcast. Um, and this is not a Westworld podcast. It was already taken. So he <laughs> had to do live life Yeah, better. he Googled um, bad, jokey Westworld podcast with no spoilers and barely any context. And it was like, sorry, that's already ex- in existence. And it's a small <laughs> podcast within a podcast. Anyways, so... Please, t- please, please inform the audience about what goes on in episode one, because... So, Scott Eastwood's first episode, remember he promised illuminaries? He has this guy on... He, he has this... <laughs> he has this guy remember? on his podcast named Bree. Um, I'm going to be interviewing a ton of different interesting people from all over the globe. And he describes him as just his friend, and he's anonymous for some reason, which is wild, because if you're like, my podcast where I have like all these smart, amazing people, and then you're like, first episode, my... My friend Bree, who's anonymous. The best thing, the best thing about Bree's introduction is Scott says, "We're not going to give Bree's real name," and he says, "We're going to remain him nameless," <laughs> which is the most <laughs> absurd way of saying we're not going to give his name. We're going to rem- remain him nameless. In this episode, Scott and Bree talk about everything from Milo Yiannopoulos, yes, the conservative, uh, like asshole that one like homophobic gay man yeah they uh brie calls him an interesting cat and they talk about jordan <laughs> peterson um of course scott has never heard of these people he just goes cool 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 check them out S- <laughs> scott says that he doesn't have time to go on the forums and he doesn't know how people do it i just don't have time in the day because i'm so busy i go where do people have the time 
to go on these forums. And then Scott's guest reveals that he sells medical devices. Then I mean, to, that's what that's what Anthony Hopkins says whenever he you ask what his role is in Westworld. It's like, what do you do? Well, I sell medical devices. This is actually a more clear like explanation of the narrative of this podcast than I t- did about Westworld. But I basically just took notes. I'm just telling you my notes. Scott is also amazed that you can get information so quickly on the internet these days because he used to have to go to the library. And he's also jealous that his guest Bree, the guy who sells medical devices, doesn't have social media because Scott wishes that he um, didn't have social media, but he has to have it to talk to fans. Mm-hmm. And here, that's not even the best part. This is the best part. Around 42 minutes in, I'm like, I'm ready to die. I'm ready to turn it off. Bree starts saying like quotes about like life. Like he's like, oh, life quotes. Oh God. And Scott goes. Sounds like they need to remake Contact when those with those kind of quotes. Yeah, there you like go. Like a right. remake of Contact. And then he goes, hey, Tim, do you like Contact? I think Tim is the producer. And, Tim is the producer. And Tim goes, yeah. yeah. Did you like Contact, Tim? Yeah, context though. That was a dope Jody movie. Foster. Yeah. That was a great yeah. movie. And then the other guy goes, "Man, I'm crestfallen that Jodie Foster is a lesbian." And Scott goes, "She is." <laughs> yeah, I really questioned the. I was the crestfallen to find out that Jodie was lesbian. I didn't know that. Really, I didn't know she was. You lesbian didn't either. Yet. Nope. And I was like, "All right, turning this off." <laughs> I cannot believe that because Lindsay was texting me this as she was listening to it, and I it's was like in hell. I, I couldn't believe that he actually said I was crestfallen. Crestfallen when I found out Jodie Foster was a lesbian. Scott Eastwood has no idea. Scott Eastwood is too busy going to the library to realize all these other things. He doesn't have time for the internet. Subscribe to Live Life Better by Scott Eastwood. Don't subscribe to the it. The cover art for the podcast is a Photoshop of him on top of Walmart Yodel Boy. So I... I don't... I, <laughs> that's sort of the level of discourse you're going to be getting It's so strange. Like, Eastwood is he podcast. trying to, like, rebrand himself as, like, as, like, a thought leader? I don't know. I, I feel like someone told him that he could make some money on it, and he thought, why not? So, Do you think they were like, Scott, people don't think you're the brightest bulb in the package of bulbs. Do you think that you could do something that kind of implies that you've read books and then he started the podcast? I feel like a better brand play would have been to just for him to be honest about like, I'm kind of an idiot. Like, I don't have time for this. I'm an actor. Like, I'm going to have all my smart friends. Wait, and do I this. don't have time have kind to of be smart, like to read books yeah. and to be smart. Yeah. I think that would have been funny if it's like Scott Eastwood, known dope, stuff. has people on who teach him things. Yo, that's a yeah. great podcast. Scott Eastwood learned some stuff. Yeah. Well, he's not that self-aware, honestly, because growing up mm. as Clint Eastwood's son does not give you that brand of awareness. Yep. I'll tell you that. Uh, we will be releasing and uh, sharing with you all, hopefully to give you more insight on your life and uh, teach you something new about uh, what other people are doing. So speaking of learning stuff, <laughs> uh-huh. the mirror, the, the, the English tabloid uh-huh. the mirror could really learn a thing or two from the daily mail because they wrote about kit harrington and rose leslie getting married last week mm-hmm. those are two captions, game of thrones people right yeah it's the game of thrones king of the north and then his girlfriend who died at some point wait she's um, not on the show anymore she's not on the show anymore yeah but she they died are married in real life yeah they're married in real life oh that's cute so it says these are the captions i'm just saying they're severely lacking mm. Uh, they could learn from the Daily Mail. So Sophie Turner and Maisie Williams went, of course. Mm-hmm. All the cast went. Mm-hmm. And these the, the captions are so boring. We're going to get back to this later, but listen to how bad these captions are. Sophie and Maisie make an entrance. The girls wore unusual wedding outfits. Uh, they were certainly dressed to impress. Uh, Sophie showed off her long legs. Didn't even say slim pins. Mm. I'm just saying we should just remember this for a later conversation because this is not how you write captions. No, I mean, it's even not. the Daily Mail's Westworld recap had better cap photo captions in this we're moving on because it's kind of boring they just got married yes 
Yeah, they're yeah they're boring. It's cute though when two like characters that dated they date they get married. Like it, that's cute. Yeah. That like a lot of like Game of Thrones people must be very like happy and horny for this marriage, right? Mm-hmm. Are you mm-hmm. Game of Thrones mm-hmm. fan? I forget. Yeah. Are you happy like and that. horny for this marriage? They were they were like her her death was actually sort of sad because they were cute together. They were cute, but they're married in real life, so don't be sad. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. Um, oh, we never talked about th- this on the podcast, but everyone's like all like, woo, Brigitte Nielsen had a baby at age 54. <laughs> yeah. Which is wild on many levels. Also, Brigitte Nielsen, remember her? Honestly, I had forgotten her. She dated Flava Flav. She dated Flava Flav famously on Flavor of Love and then on their show. What was it called? Um, we love each other. I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I don't What's remember. What's great either. is that they're age appropriate. That's what I always loved about their relationship was that they were age appropriate. Like he's 59 yeah. and she's 54. Um, I just like loved that about them always. <laughs> it's nice. So now she's, but her, the baby is not with no. Flavor Flav, no, 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 right? No. It's with um, Mattia Desi. Uh, but yeah, she got she got fully pregnant. She gave birth, and that baby is happy. What's its name? Yeah, it doesn't we don't really know. matter. I don't think the name of the baby that was had by the fixer uppers was was Crew. This was not Crew. Crew, yeah, because yeah. Joanna Joanna Gaines had a baby, her fifth baby. Its name is Crew, Crew. which makes sense. Um, I don't know. Oh, the Does baby's it? name is Frida. Oh, the baby's name is Frida. Okay. Um, moving on to my favorite story of the day. This is the best story of the week. This is the best story of the week. Honestly, did not know about this guy until I saw this no. headline. Did a little Googling. I guess the Australian Bachelorette, uh, which we did talk about because it starred Sophie Monk. Yeah. Remember, we Sophie loved Monk. her. She yeah. didn't. We love her. She, She's a fave. She found love and then they broke up. Um, and this was one of the guys that was on the show. Because um, we didn't watch the show. We just knew it happened. His name is Jared Woodgate. Um, and apparently on the show, The Bachelorette, he was known for being clingy. That was like his brand. Yes. So, Jared, are you okay? That's what everyone wants to know. <sighs> Look, uh, it's it's really tough time now because I've actually had to face the biggest fear that everyone has, and that's heartbreak. Uh, I've finally had to go through it myself, and uh, it's not fun. At what point there did you know, did you realise what she was going to say? So I, I noticed with Sophie that at a rose ceremony that she'd look down to the left. Um, so... Apparently, in Australia, if you have the reputation of being clingy and you're kind of sort of famous, um, a pasta brand will come to you and say, hey, why don't we do a collaboration in which you talk about how clingy our pasta sauce is? Because pasta sauce that clings to pasta is good. It's the good kind of clingy. That's the hashtag. It's the good kind of clingy. Whereas... Uh, Jared Westgate is Jared Woodgate is the bad kind. He's of the clinger. bad clinger. This is yeah. the good clinger. So the so the headline mm-hmm. here in the uh, Australian Daily Mail section, which is one of my favorites, is because it's just completely like I cannot understand anything that's there. Here's one: <laughs> There's nothing wrong with showing a girl you're interested. Jared Woodgate embraces his stage five clinger tag in a cringeworthy sponsored post for pasta sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's all that cringeworthy, honestly. I think it's brilliant. I think it's brilliant, too. And then you go to the post, and it's him at, like, a fake vineyard. It looks like it could be. Yeah, he's at he's at Westworld. He's at Westworld Tuscany. Westworld, like, that's Tuscany. not real. There's, like, that's he has, like, Tuscany. a display of beautiful, like, Italian air kind of Italian okay. things. Okay, you're being generous. It, these are, these are like, the fakest Italian things I've ever seen. You know fake grapes, like, very specific fake grapes, like, plastic grapes? those and one um bottle of heinz tomato sauce but i keep wanting to call it ketchup because it's probably just ketchup right because 
Heinz's unique differentiating proposition for this pasta sauce uh-huh. is that it sticks to pasta better. Right. And so it's like, Which is, well, I don't understand. This is ketchup. So it's like, it's ketchup. So right. this is ketchup. And Lindsay goes, it's ketchup with oregano in it. And I think that's it. Well, a lot of people put ketchup on their pasta, just ketchup. So I think Heinz was like, hmm, interesting. Why don't we bottle ketchup as pasta sauce and just call it pasta sauce? Well, they're inventing problems that don't really exist. So they're like, don't you hate how pasta sauce doesn't stick to your pasta for thousands of years? Like no one has been sticking their marinara. Use ketchup. So (laughs) that's what they're telling Jared to do. He posted two different photos. The section caption is really funny. This one is, grab your forks, people. I'm working with Heinz Australia to spread the word that there is a good kind of clingy. It's their new thick and rich pasta sauce designed to cling right onto your pasta. Hashtag the good kind of clingy. Hashtag Heinz partner. Designed to cling right on your pasta sounds like it's like a te- like technology. It is technology. Designed. Also, I feel like the standards, This Heinz is like a pretty big brand. I feel like the standards, yeah. they must have pretty low standards. Or maybe Australia doesn't have a lot of famous people to go to. So Heinz had to go to um, this guy. But I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say, yeah, this isn't cringeworthy to me. I was telling Lindsay, this is my dream in life. I would love for my for my livelihood to be based on posing with pasta sauce and <laughs> telling people to buy it. I honestly wonderful. don't think that's totally out of the question for you. Just saying. I don't think it would be Heinz. I think it would be, you know, like, what's a very low kind of random pasta low? sauce brand? Sorry. I'm just like a very like, <laughs> what are you like oh. shooting for ragu? I would love ragu. How famous oh. do you think or you're like going to be? San Mar- or like a like a more an artisanal, like a like a San Marzano pasta sauce. No, you know? they're not. They're no? too classy to do an ad like this. You got to think. What about local? What about hyper local? Meatball shop bottles their pasta sauce now. What if I got like a meatball they're shop? They're going to hire promo? you to do an Instagram post? Why not, Lindsay? <laughs> What's Speaking of, or maybe I'll just start tweeting about them and see what happens. Who knows? This is a good segue because there's maybe Colton Haynes could become a Benihana partner just because of his Instagram. I mean, somebody had never been to Benihana's and he uh, went to Benihana's and then Instagram storied, you guys, if you've never been to Benihana, you're missing out on life. Holy shit, mind blown. That was better than five-star restaurant, any five-star restaurant I've ever been to. I felt like I ate a Vegas show and I'm obsessed. And then hours later, two hours later, he said, hey, y'all, I'm still awake. Benihana changed my life. I'm hungry again and can't stop thinking about it. My new favorite restaurant. To be fair, if you've never been to Benihana and you don't know what to expect, it is pretty wild. No? It's so much fun. Okay. I love Benihana. <laughs> Benihana, it is fun. Lindsay went for the first time recently and I was like, you're going to have the best time. It's so good. I had a great time. It's like a show and a food. Um, it's overpriced, but yeah. you know what? It's fun. And it's a lot of food. It's not like you it's don't a lot of food. get much. It's a lot of food. It's not disappointing. It's not like, oh, God, I'm still hungry. No, it's come very, very filling. Okay, but this is not a Benihana ad because Tori Spelling <laughs> fell on a Benihana and burned herself. So I just want to um, not think that people – I don't want people to think that we're just shilling for Benihana because there are dark sides. No. Um, Google, Benihana's dangerous. Google Tori Spelling's Benihana burn and you will never want to go to Benihana. <laughs> Neither Benihana nor Spelling would comment on the pending suit. She's seeking more than $25,000 in damages. Benihana is a dangerous place, but it's also delicious. Um, Tyrese also has one in his backyard. Those are all the Benihana facts I know. Gipsiana, bye-bye. See you soon on Sunset Boulevard. <laughs> I think that's very fun. So, um, what's next? This is there's no there's no graceful way to segue into this, Speaking but apparently of Benihana. <laughs> Speaking of Benihana, Scientology wants to wants to recruit Bendy Irwin. But like this is not real. 
No, it's not real. I saw this last week, and it was when I saw the source, which was a National Enquirer post quoting a post from New Idea. Remember New Idea? Um, we ta- When we talked about New, New Idea. New Idea liars. Yeah. New Idea. I think they're Australian. They are. We're back to Australia. New Idea are the liars yes. from Australia. They're like basically like radar, National Enquirer, but even Australia. worse, but Australian. And they just post like very specific Australian bullshit, which for them is Bindi Irwin, like Australia's fave, being targeted mm-hmm. by Scientology. So they talked to someone who used to work for Scientology. His name is Stephen Mango. Um, Name rings a bell. He said, I can tell you with certainty that Scientology wants Bindi Irwin as their next celebrity poster child and recruiter. You couldn't ask for a better poster girl for recruitment than the beautiful daughter of a lost and beloved national figure. Okay, so then they reached out to... My favorite thing about this story is so... um, uh, Daily Mail found out about this, so they reached out to... Or was it... Us Weekly, doesn't matter. Someone reached out to Bindi Irwin's... Someone reached out to Bindi Irwin's publicist, and guess what? Of course, Bindi Irwin's publicist works for the Australian Zoo. They reach out to the Australian Zoo, and they're like, hey, is there any truth to this rumor? And the Australian Zoo says, absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. Of course not. Um, So it's not happening. But it's just wild that maybe... Well, I'm thinking, like, does Scientology, would it make sense for Scientology to want Bindi Irwin? And I guess my question, my, like, answer is, like, if Scientology was making a play for Australia, they were like, all right, here we go, Australia, let's get them. Like, there's not that many yeah. of them. They're on an island. We could we could totally just get all of Australia. Bindi Irwin would maybe be a somewhat decent <laughs> idea to go after yeah. because but when, she is beloved. When Bindi was on... When Bindi was on Dancing with the Stars, she got a lot of press. People really people like Bindi were, are endeared to her. People like Bindi, so, but it is funny. Yeah, but I don't think it's enough. I, the, Scientology is just so tainted at this point. Like I don't even think Bindi Irwin could fix it. Could fix it. But also, yeah. here's another thought: If you work at the New Idea and you're like sitting in a meeting and you're like, "Okay, let's write a story about Scientology." People love Scientology. Who could we say that they're trying to target? And then you like come up with all these Australian people, and then Bindi well, Irwin's like, "Let's say that they're going after Bindi Irwin." It was like, "Well, it sounds like it. it's it's it sounds like they were having a meeting, and then they called on they called on someone who wasn't listening, and they're like, Joey, do you have any ideas?'" He's and like, he's just like, uh, and he wasn't paying attention to the last ten minutes, and he just goes, "Uh, Bindi." Irwin and they're like excellent great we love it we love it but let me just read this let me read this statement because the statement in full is actually very funny so this is from uh Bindi Irwin's people aka the Australia Zoo the Irwin family does not have any interest in associating with the Church of Scientology they never have in the past they do not now and they will never be associating with them so <laughs> and then in case you had any questions my favorite my favorite Daily Mail and typical Daily Mail add-on because they have to make it like you know like 800 words they have to get up to like a certain word count they go in mm-hmm. the past Bindi has remained tight-lipped about her religious beliefs however in October 2017 she oh. shared a spiritual post to Instagram accompanied by a quote from the Dalai Lama it read quote this is my simple religion there's no need for templates no need for complicated philosophy our own brain, our own heart is our temple. The philosophy is kindness, quote. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which is some could say that's amazing. someone could say that's the uh the the main philosophy of Westworld, you know? <laughs> Fuck. Don't please do not bring up some Westworld say, ever again. <laughs> some could say. Some could say. Anyways, uh mm. Bindi Oren is Scientologist. <laughs> just kidding, just yes. kidding. She's not, she's not, she's not, she's not. Um, but you know who <clears throat> is in trouble with God. <gasps> Speaking of God. Oh my god. 
Speaking of Zeno. So many things to cover, but you know what? We have to talk about this. We have to talk about this because this was wild. Last night I was perusing Instagram, saw some funny photos of Katherine Heigl with some gravestones, got a good chuckle, sent (laughs) them them to my group text, went to sleep, none the wiser. Well, this was also like during Westworld. So again, you wonder why I missed a lot of things in Westworld. It's because I was looking at pictures of Katherine Heigl posing with... gravestones anyways gravestones of her family members and strangers family members. well woke up the next morning saw Catherine heigl apologizes after posting for inappropriate photos at cemetery which is like is there no proof Catherine heigl cannot do anything right she can't well she can do i was gonna say she can make a a matcha chai latte right but even in the video even in the video of her making the matcha chai latte she fucks up a couple times and didn't refilm the video okay. where she's filming where she's making it correctly i don't want to hear she kept anything the problems in. about this anymore the matcha chai latte <sighs> if you want to see katherine heigl make a matcha chai latte just go to heavenlydays.com and watch the video it's called sweet chai of mine it's you know i can't it'll be your new afternoon treat so katherine heigl went to a cemetery and she posted photos with a gravestone of her brother. Which is sad. Very sad. And her father, her grandfather, Reinhold her F. Grandfather. Engelhardt. Then she yes. like, po- like... In the same carousel. In the same right. carousel. And she also posed with her grandmother. Everyone was all together. So she just got a lot of... Uh, she got a lot of pose. Then she posted... This is in Buffalo, New York, by the way. Buffalo. Then she posted her husband, Josh Kelly, with a gravestone that says Kelly. He's sitting with it. Which is also mm-hmm. fine, I guess. Then, oh yeah, yeah, heaven help her. This, the, the caption, the caption, <laughs> the caption for that was heaven like Josh found his grave or something. Right. He found his own grave, which was weird. Right. So then she took a selfie, or she took a photo. Someone took her husband took a photo of her taking a selfie with a statue of an angel. Um, and she said, "I also managed to get in a little gossip with the girls." Right. <laughs> And that's when things got a little bit like, Catherine, Catherine. So, Catherine, immediately her fan base, which is which is a weird thing about Catherine Heigl is that she's notorious for being an alleged asshole, right? Right. The, the quote is that Shonda Rhimes called her an asshole. Right. Um, and so now her whole life is dedicated to being like, I'm not an asshole. I'm not an asshole. I'm so sweet. So she has this... Um, uh, very sweet lifestyle blog, Heavenly Days, and her fan base on Heavenly Days is like the most, the purest, most innocent group of commenters on the planet. Mm-hmm. Go to those commenters. They're just like the sweetest people. So the new fan base who's come in sort of blissfully unaware of the of her reputation of being an asshole is very shocked by this. So they're even, I think that's why they were even more upset. Although everyone on the internet is upset. Maybe I'm overthinking it. Like people will find any reason to be mad. Yeah. But like she got tons of hate in her comments and so she filmed two apology videos on her instagram she posted them on her instagram she's in a car um buffalo uh native joe reed our friend noticed that she was in these videos driving past another buffalo uh, so she remembered that she had offended people in the first go around he thinks that she drove past the cemetery and said, oh, right, I have to film the, the apology. Whoops, my bad. Right, so she apologized. To her credit, he also says he also says the cemetery where she took those photos is very beautiful well, and photogenic. I was so saying it, to Bobby, like, there's nothing wrong with taking photos in cemeteries. It's just, like, she was, like, very, jo- she did, like, a jokey thing, which if you're a famous weird. person is just, you know, you just can't do stuff like that. You'll get in trouble. What I realized was I was reading the Daily Mail as I was telling you this. 
I was reading the before article, which the headline was Catherine Heigl visits dead relatives as she shares snaps from graveyard where her brother and grandparents were buried. So that's the before. (laughs) The Daily Mail did not think that was wrong. They just reported on it. Then hours later, we got Hollywood star Catherine Heigl is forced to apologize after posing for bizarre selfies while visiting her brother's grave. (laughs) (laughs) So Daily Mail was like, they saw it. They didn't see anything. Like if the Daily Mail didn't see anything wrong with it, then there's really, I don't know, is there anything wrong with it? Right? I think that's a, I mean, that's a good, that's a good rule to live by. Just saying. So can we move on? There's nothing else. Yeah. So there's a photo of Joanna staring like sort of robotically at her new son, which is very weird. Um, what's next? Oh, oh Tonicon. I can't do Tonicon. Well, I can. Oh, God. Kelly Oxford and DJ Flume. Do we want to talk about this? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. <laughs> okay, let's move I don't on. really. Let's do you remember on. Flume from the boys video and Kelly Oxford? Kelly Oxford? Who cares? From the internet? Yeah. Okay. And They're dating. Did you see this is important. that Emma Watson and Court Overstreet are back together? Back. Lindsay, did I? I saw like all 96 photos. There are 96 photos in a slideshow of Cord and Emma making out, taking selfies, doing whatever, proving that they're back together. Taking selfies? And proving that he's a witch because... Okay, I'm sorry. I got it wrong. Wait, correction, 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 correction. 95 photos. 95 photos. They're taking pictures, they're looking at the pictures, they're kissing, they're hugging, they're standing, they're looking, they're posing, they're in love. This is a wild... He must have so much power to get her to do this, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's generations of power. Generations, generations, of, generations power. of power. Literally, for all the paparazzis to see doing every single thing a couple can do to prove that I guess they're back together... Uh, what I just can't. I just can't. I can't. I, yeah, we don't have to. I mean, there's nothing really to say other than the fact that this proves that he's a witch. We were right to begin with, he's and he's a witch. A witch. Um, the E News piece about them being back together ends with the two were later spotted at a movie theater, a vegan restaurant, and a supermarket. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that just like an LA itinerary? You know, where else? What else are you doing? They were in LA. You would know. You're in LA. What are you doing? Don't talk to me about okay. LA. I don't want to talk about. Um, it. Bobby's um, in LA. <laughs> Um, Anyways. LA is not my favorite place in the world, but we don't have to linger. We've talked about it before. So Emma Watson and Court Orchard are back together. There are 95 You know what is my favorite it. place in the world? What? We're going to switch these two oh, because no. this is a better segue. My favorite place in the world, Charlie Puth's Instagram. Why? Because there are photos of him with new blonde hair and captions like, I really like the show Billions. That's really funny. <laughs> That's really funny. I never saw the caption. That's really funny. So... Charlie Puth, um, potentially problematic fave, who released a, an amazing album called Voice Notes. That's a rumor. Um, hmm. That's a rumor. I don't like uh, him, we don't but have to that doesn't mean it's now. problematic. Yeah. So uh, anyway, Charlie Puth, based on what we know, based on what we know, he is great. You know, <laughs> Voice Notes is iconic. His he has a new hairstyle in which which I think sort of works on him. Who Do you knows? think it makes him more memorable at all in any way? Isn't that what we're working towards here? No, maybe, but I don't think it's maybe briefly. But I think, do you think somebody over think the age last. of uh, fifty would know him versus Shawn Mendes? No. Well, they say, oh, that's oh, Charlie Puth with the blonde hair. I think. Well, I do. I would say if you played their music, I think Charlie Puth's music is more memorable to older people. I think Charlie Puth's music is maybe the stuff that you'd be like, wait, how do I know that? Shawn Mendes is a little more obscure mm. to the older generation. I think sounds like maybe you're I'm a Puther. I am a Puther. You're a Puther. I love Puth. But anyway, he's blonde now. He was wearing like a beautiful like pink polka dotted blouse mm. at the MTV Movie Awards. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. He's a 
he's a cool guy. You know what? I can't. Cool I can't deal with your like loving talk about Charlie Puth. He has blonde hair now. I just really now. love Charlie Puth, guys. He has the blonde hair is I now. Love Charlie Puth. He looks now. like a dirtbag. Oh. I do like him with blonde hair. Do we want to talk about Wells Adams telling Sarah Highland he's quote coming home soon after she is hospitalized? No. Yeah, she's fine, that's by the sad. way. That's kind of dark. She's fine. Yeah, she's fine. It's okay. Do you want to talk about Nico uh, Tortellino, Tortellini getting tattoos on his legs? No. What do they say? Like, you're free? No, they say, like, love, love y'all. y'all on his, like, knees. It's very, it, whatever. I don't care. Oh, my God. It's too much. I, don't click. I can't care That's about a no him. click we can't me. talk about. We can't talk about Ronnie Ortiz Magro. That's too dark. We can talk about Zach Braff creeping on Cassie David. Cassie David, former fling of Pete Davidson. Fling. Who they were like single. together for like five former years or something. Of, former girlfriend of. And now Zach Braff is commenting on Cassie David's Instagram in which she's like in a bikini top, like on a bike. And Zach Braff comments, eyes. Well, you know, he's like eyes. got a thing. Like he he jokingly comments on Emily Radakovsky. M. Ratajkowski. Yeah. yeah, he he comments on Rata. he comments on M. Rata's Instagram all the time, like with jokes where she like posts her boobs and he's like, "I love your vase" or whatever. Like he's like, "Oh well." Mm-hmm. But this one is just like a yep. straight up thirsty eyeballs. Yes, exactly. Speaking of numbers of captions, do we want to read all these or not? No. Well, because I was gonna say, speaking of ninety five photos, um, remember how there were uh, how many photos? Forty six photos of Chris Pratt and Katherine Schwarzenegger um, having a picnic. If you guys were at our show, we did an amazing thing where because, you know, TMZ was so lazy, they gave every photo the same headline. We were like, wow, like if we were in charge, we would give every photo its own beautiful, unique headline because that's how we play (laughs) SEO. And that's why we're successful (laughs) at our job. Um, So we gave we gave each TMZ photo its own headline. And I was thinking we could share that with everyone online. Yeah, it's on, what is it, whoweekly.us slash Pratt. Go check it out. Yeah. I'll post it also. Um, but did you also know that Maria Shriver played Matchmaker? She did. In fact, quotes says people, in fact, Shriver 62 played Matchmaker. From a source, Maria helped set them up, the source says, adding, it's still new. I was thinking, how do you think that she came across Chris Pratt? Like she saw, she saw Jurassic, she World. Saw Jurassic World and was like, Oh, that's a hunk. And then, like, like made the call and was like, my daughter, Catherine, like, is single. Hi, it's Mia Kennedy. Uh, <laughs> my daughter and a fellow Kennedy would like to date this hunk. Can you go to a picnic in Santa Barbara this weekend? Sure. That's what? Two hours of time? Fine. <laughs> two hours of time. Two hours of 46 time. 46 photos, unclear how long they were together. And also, to be fair, Nemma Watson and Court Overstreet, 95 photos, also unclear how long they were actually together. I think... Both dates, I mean, I think Cord Overstreet and Emma Watson's little moment in the sun together was under five minutes. Really? I think that Chris Pratt and Catherine's thing was About maybe two hours. Three? Uh, no. One. 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 One, one, hour? one hour? Well, they like... One hour. They got, well, they got in the car. They got gas. They didn't even finish their... They went... They didn't eat their apples. They didn't even finish their sandwiches. They didn't even finish their chips. That was one hour. They were together for one hour. Okay. That's it. We need... To move on. To do Rita. Yeah. You or Jayla? Yeah. 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 They want to know. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Hey. I want to be famous. Uh, so. What'd she do? Rita. She did both. Rita's done three things. Rita's done three things this week. Number one, she did both. Number two, she brought her own invitation to a party just in case she gets asked. And number three, she performed in Dublin and wore a PVC Wait, bra. Wait, I'm sorry. Let's start with she did both. Okay. Okay, so Rita Ora posted a photo on Instagram in which uh, it was a carousel. In one of the photos, she's leaning against a wall with her hands up, 
And then in the other photo, she's in the backseat of a car holding a drink, sort of like Haramess. And the caption was, get you a girl who can do both. Nerdy face. Do you th- someone at the show, we did this at the show a little bit about this, and some of the show was like classy, trashy, but the first photo yeah. is not like typically classy. And the second photo right. is not typically trashy. It's just like Rita's standing, Rita's sitting. Rita's got her arms up, Rita's got her arms Rita's down. Got arms down. Rita's, hair is Rita's got her up, hair up, Rita's hair is down. It's up there. <laughs> Rita's looking at the camera, Rita's not looking at the camera. Rita's holding a drink, Rita's not We're still unconvinced it's classy, trashy. We're still trying to figure out what Rita's doing if she's doing both, okay? I guess it's like at work, partying. Um, you know, mm, maybe. Sure. Okay. So Rita also went to see, went to a Dior fashion show. She had front row seats. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was two rows, but she was front. <laughs> Still, that's good. She was the front row and somebody took a screenshot of her, uh, holding onto her invitation. <laughs> so rude. Says person, uh, hooligan Moses. Rita brought her invite to the Dior show in case anyone questioned her presence. Very rude. Very rude to Rita. But also very smart. Rita's been, she's been questioned before. Um, yeah, she, she learns from her mistakes. She also set pulses racing in purple hot pants and black PVC bra as she puts on. En- I am bored. That's an bored. energetic show in Dublin. The best thing about this, which is why I put this in, because this shows you how to write a caption. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because this caption, these captions, when you go through the list, they don't even just tell you about the black PVC bra and her hot pants. They tell you the whole story of her Dublin. life. They tell you the story of her life in caption form. Mm. And so we're just going to read these really fast. I, I can I can do them really quickly. Okay. Daring, the Anywhere singer, 27, left little to the imagination as she showed off her envy-inducing toned curves and purple hot pants and a black PVC bra. Right. Energetic. The For You hitmaker puts on an energetic show as for fans as she danced around the stage and squatted to the mm. floor. Pride. At one stage, Rita, who recently revealed she's bisexual oh. after unveiling her new Ooh. single, LGBT Anthem Girls. LGBT Anthem is in quotes, by the way. Draped a rainbow pride flag around We're learning shoulders. so much. Fun night. The singer who was performing at the venue alongside American DJ duo, the Chainsmokers, who also put on an energetic what? show. Okay, didn't need that Backlash. Didn't need that. Only recently, Rita faced backlash from fans from her after her release of Girls, as it touches upon her romantic experiences with both men and women. Okay, great. Upset. Despite meaning well, the <laughs> Your Song hitmaker expressed no. her regret over unintentionally hurting members of the LGBTQ community with their lyrics. Uh-oh. Apology. Ooh. She wrote on Twitter, I am sorry how I expressed myself in my song, which has hurt anyone. Hello, everyone reading this. What? Twitter. She continued, <laughs> Girls was written to represent my truth and is an accurate account of a very real and honest experience in my oh. life. Honest. She added in her social media post, I've had romantic relationships with women and men throughout my life, and this is my personal journey. Oh. Stripping off. And then they're back to business. Stripping off. At one point, Rita wore just her purple hot pants and black PVC bra on stage as she energetically danced around. And then I think it ends with passionate, talented. talented. I'm just going to skip pa- passionate. Wait, it's so great talented. because if you just read the words, if you just read daring, energetic, pride, fun night, backlash, upset, apology, Twitter, honest, stripping off, passionate, talented. It's like a full it's, array. It's like the table of contents in her Wikipedia, you know, like <laughs> click for this section on backlash. Click for this section pride, on upset. Pride, fun night, backlash, upset, apology, <laughs> Twitter is the weirdest. Array of words. <laughs> Honest stripping God, off. This passionate, is like talented. this is like the most beautiful thing I've ever. This is like I love it. Uh, Seeing them all at once, they're oh, so talented. They really are. Um, yeah, I'm just saying. Mirror, learn from them. I know for real. Um, speaking of, I think we are done. done. We can't top that. <laughs> I'm not playing that here. I'm not. I'm not. Okay, so listen to our. Uh, call-in show on Friday. Who's there? Call in 619 Who Them. If you have questions, please call us about this Australian Bachelor if you want to because he's fascinating. Yeah, who is he? What does he do? 
I want to know more about Heinz tomato sauce also. So no, if you could describe the, consi- the consistency, if it compares to ketchup, no. I would love to know. No, um, no, I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want that. Buy tickets to our July and August shows. They're going to oh be great. Oh my God. You heard a little bit of samples of what we get into at our shows, but you have no freaking idea. We have a great show July and August at the Bell House in New York yes. City. And if you don't mm-hmm. live in New York City, yes, we will come to your city soon. We just have to figure out how to get there. Yeah, Not easy. Don't know how to get anywhere. Not easy. And with that, have a great week. We'll see you on Friday. Bye. Bye. You will say that. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>